As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Good morning, friends. You're tuned into episode 106 of Gamer Heroes, the weekly show where we talk about news, reviews, and anything else happening in games today. My name's Kim Koenig. With me, as always, is my boy, Thomas Egan. Thomas, how you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm just beat. And oh. There's a cat meowing. Well, cat's and starting we're already. Just... Cat's out of the bag. Cat... Oh, fuck. It's only up from here. Fuck. Hey, we've got a guest today. Uh, Joe, right? I'm I'm really tired. You're pronouncing that I... right. Okay, You're great. Pronouncing right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a day for me. How you doing, Joe? I'm great. Great, great. I'm glad to have you on the show. It's good to have you here. Uh, so in, in lieu of just kind of doing our typical like, oh, we're going to talk about like some news things here and getting into some releases. We've all just been kind of playing some big kind of releases. I say kind of releases because Destiny and Apex have been out, but they're like huge updates for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I figured we could just kind of spend this episode talking about those and just kind of our experiences with those. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just start with Destiny, because of course I am. I'm here for uh, it. So I've been playing too much Destiny Shadowkeep. Uh, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, excuse me. Uh, it's a new expansion. It's kind of similar to... It's basically like their big yearly expansion. It's their first big one since they've, uh, quote, become free of the shackles of Activision. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. Uh, there's a cat yelling and we're just going to leave it and it's going to be fine. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm really enjoying my time with it. Uh, I've finished the campaign missions, which aren't a whole lot. Um, Thomas is running to go get the cat, but we're going to keep talking and just not edit it out because we run a tight ship over here. Uh, I've been really enjoying my time with it. Uh, The campaign does some neat things that set up kind of the future of Destiny in a way that I'm really into as somebody who just recently got into a lot of the lore. Uh, They're kind of delivering on some like promises they've made like five years ago, which is really cool. Um, The everything it takes place on the moon, which for the most part, uh, I never played Destiny one, but for the most part, the area that you explore is very it's pretty much the same map from 
Destiny 1, just kind of cleaned up a little bit. There's some extra stuff in there just because you're dealing with a bunch of the Hive stuff. All right, let yes. me jump in real quick. Okay, go for it. Okay, so I have not played Destiny 2 at all until this past week. Yes. N- hadn't installed it or anything. Uh, I think I down I, like I owned it from when it went free a while ago on uh you know, Games with Gold or whatever. PlayStation Plus, yeah. PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. And uh never installed it. I never booted it up. I liked the first game, but I'm looking for a social experience and I didn't know that many people who played when the game first came out. So anyway, kind of passed me by. Uh, this past weekend, I downloaded it pretty much knowing nothing about the game except that I have several friends, including you, yep. who are really enjoying it. So I booted it up, and uh, I took some screenshots I, I could show you on here, but I boot the game up, and it's like, hey, remember that stuff you did? And it walked me through, like, yes, you you did this stuff. Like, you found the Black Garden. You went yeah. into the Vault of Glass. So that's, and, like, and an, that's like an OG Destiny 2 thing. Uh, whenever you, like, bring your character over that's, like, tied to your, I guess, for your case, PS4. Mm-hmm. If you, like, have that character and you, like, boot up Destiny 2 for the first time, and this was true at Vanilla whenever it first launched, uh, it was, like, your character did all these really fucking cool things. Like, you went and, like... I never played Destiny 1, so I'm just like, okay, you did Quest A and Quest B. So did, did it tell you that stuff? So me, no, game? I built a character, so it's just like it had me build a character at the start of mm-hmm. original Destiny 2, and then it just like went on as normal with the cutscene where your character flies in and fights the Red Legion. All right. Yeah. Because uh, I wondered, so, you know, I booted up. I had a main character who was an exo warlock, just like yours. Hey, because uh, they're dope. And they're dope. Yeah, I made a titan character, mm-hmm. but I don't even know if I ever played them for a second. I, I can't remember. Uh, but when I logged on to here, of course, it's like, hey, your guys are both level seven hundred fifty. Yes, you know, light level or whatever it's called. And uh, I was like, oh, cool. So now they're both the same level. So since you play a warlock, mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just pick up the tank, and you know pick up where i left off even though i never did any of that stuff oh uh something i thought was cool when it was like hey remember when you ran the raid it showed my group uh, the names of everybody yeah. who was in my group which uh, is really cool yeah so of course i was just running with randoms but it was like oh that's a nice thing to be you ran a raid game. with randoms they were tough times back then man okay okay all right man <laughs> you, you had you had to uh you had to look on forums on third-party yeah. websites. They've made it much easier now. Like, there's a fireteam search in the, like, Destiny Companion app to where you can just, like, pull out your phone and be like, That's hey, so I'm looking for people better. to run this thing, and you can just find people. Dude, it's it really, really was rough. I, no, I believe you. The matchmaking, totally there was not you. matchmaking, period, oh, in that God. game. <laughs> you could only be randomly assigned people. Um, and if you, I don't know how it is now, but if you jumped into a strike and somebody quit, that's too bad. Uh, at least for a, a little part, like a little bit of Destiny 1, it wouldn't refill that spot. So now you're just down a mm-hmm. person. You know, and it could be, oh, they quit right for the final boss. Welp. Well, Here we go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so that stuff's obviously gotten a lot better. So I, I created my character, or rather I booted up my existing mm-hmm. character. And I was immediately surprised that it threw me into the identical tutorial from the first yes. game. Yes. So they basically wanted to have... That was, like, very much an intentional thing. They said that people who just jump into Destiny 2 for the first time, that game does not start out with... Basically, your first question is, all right, cool, what the fuck is a Guardian? You know, which (laughs) is you. And so it literally starts you with the first, like, mission from the first game, which I think is Mm -hmm. a really cool, neat thing. And they, like, 
added those weapons in as drops that you like find and like that old like shitty assault rifle that you get in that is like something that people are now just like getting out of their collections and just running into the crucible with it to just mess with people which is awesome uh shout out to the suros regime yes my favorite that is the gun that i am still using uh, the Mia uh, really multi-tool was, was my jam. Mine multi-tool? Yeah. yeah. And then, as even as underpowered as it was, when I was still playing Destiny, um, uh, Sweet Business. Oh, the Sweet Business is good. Sweet when Business you, when is you had real it, good. When you had it ramped up, when you fully, um, when you leveled it up to a certain level, uh, then it became Serious Business. Yes. Oh, really? And, I mean, when you have that, the, the, because I had a Titan as well. I had an mm-hmm. Exo Titan. Mm-hmm. And I uh, unlocked the armor that basically auto reloads your weapon. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know so what you're when about. you paired that with the sweet business in one trigger pull, it's 175 shots before you run out before you have to reload. Oh my! So, goodness. so while my two teammates would be tactfully going after somebody, some major <laughs> boss, I was on ad duty because mm-hmm. when the ads would come out, I just pop out from behind a rock, open that gun up, and I'm just mowing them down. Yeah. Because on certain bosses, the the type of ammo that the sweet business used wasn't all that effective against the bigger bosses. I mean, you could sit there and just drill all day, and nothing is really coming off this guy. But the ads were not immune to it. So I mean, mm-hmm. you you could I could sit there and just literally keep them off the other two while the other two literally just focused on the big guy. Yeah, right. We, we we won a lot of games that way. We finished a lot of raids that way, but. Uh, I haven't played Destiny in over. Yeah, there's a, year, a so. there's a new yeah, I've missed yeah. a lot. There's a new exotic. Same. I don't know if it's necessarily new. Somebody told me that it's actually from like base Destiny two, but they're just like giving it to people as part of an exotic quest now. It's called the Risk Runner, and I am fucking loving that thing. Uh, I am very much like kind <laughs> of a. I like doing the ad control. I like controlling, basically keeping. A, like a swarm of people off of the people who are like actually doing the work, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so really kind of a support class. Right. Totally. Um, like I'm playing a storm color warlock. So I have like the chain lightning for the super, which is fucking great. But uh, the risk runner is an SMG that it shoots pretty fast and it's pretty powerful, just kind of base level because it's an exotic. But anytime you take arc damage, it doesn't run out of ammo if you just keep like holding down the trigger and killing enemies and your bullets do chain lightning to other enemies, it's real Don't. good. It's real good. <laughs> real and good. so I can just like throw my arc grenade at my feet and just lay into a bunch of dudes. Mm-hmm. It's real nice. It's That's really cool. nice. Um, I've seen, I was watching uh, the, the new raid open up this weekend and I was watching the race to world first this weekend. Cause I didn't really have anything else better to do. And it was awesome. Uh, and people would be like hopping into like the white Vex milk because that does arc damage. So they could like trigger stacks of the risk oh, runner wow. perk uh, to like, they would like intentionally damage themselves. It was like this really cool, neat thing. This expansion's pretty good. I'm really liking it a whole lot. They've made a lot of changes uh, to like the armor system has completely up uh, like completely changed. They brought back all of the stats from Destiny One to where it affects yeah, like your cooldowns and you I can like, like mod out your equipment so, to so when like, I played have full builds and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you've got like a strength, intellect, and something else. Yeah, and then the rest um, are just like your cooldowns essentially. Well, well, those are the ones that's like the strength is your cooldown. So you've got a cooldown for your melee and, yeah, and yeah, each yeah. ability. I think one's your super and then one is just your yeah. Because they were like resilience, mobility, and uh, 
recovery, I think, was the original. But those were straight stats on your person. Yes. uh, But not your ability. So I had no idea that the old stats weren't in the game until they just (laughs) added them. Yeah. Uh, So I like those because when I was in Destiny 1, I played a warlock, uh, you know, which is like a mage, kind of. You know, it, it's, very, it, it's a very loose. You shoot lightning out of your hands. It's a fucking mage. Yeah, but also like, <laughs> every, when, when everybody has a weapon, it's hard to say. You know, sure. I mean, the whole thing is just space magic. Just yeah, him. it's all space magic. Just name him Palpatine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I played a, a warlock, and of course, you can go fire or you can go uh, void. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked playing as a melee warlock, where uh, either I could burn somebody with my melee and just be in their face, which they weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or I could use the other one where it's like, uh, I think it's like w- when I get a m- kill with my melee, devour? I re- I like reduce my other cooldowns or something. Oh, okay. So it, it, are you talking in Destiny 1? Yes. Okay, so in Destiny 2, the Voidwalker uh, has one that I use a whole lot called Devour, where if you get a melee kill while your melee skill is active, it's off cooldown. Uh, then you just like absorb them into your body and it just restores your health to full. And then oh, it wow. starts like a countdown of nine seconds and every single kill, like if you get a kill within that nine seconds, your health goes back up to full and it restarts the oh, timer. Oh man. It's really nice. That's very cool. Yes. So I like to thank because the warlock was not traditionally a close range right. yeah. uh, character, but when I, when I used him that way, I still had all the benefits of my other space magic and my weapons um, but if people tried to close a gap with me or if I knew that they wanted to stay at range, um, you know, if they were a hunter or something and if I got in their face, they didn't really have an answer other than shooting me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like that because it was just not something I saw other people do. So when I did it, people didn't know really what to expect. Um, but that's all to say that I really like those stats. I like that it allowed me to manipulate my character's cooldowns yeah. so I could I could really stack into strength. I, I, I think that. Uh, Activision was very not keen on them referring to this game as, as an MMO. Yeah. Uh, because, like, ever since they got out of that, they'd be like, hey, it's an MMO. Please play our MMO. This game is an MMO. I and they've, like, never that. called it that before. Uh, and they're, like, really leaning into more of the RPG side of it with this expansion, which I'm kind of really here for. Yeah. It's adding, like, a whole lot of longevity to it. Um, you can, like, straight up, like, build out your kits. Like, it's not just okay, well, you have to just have this weapon and this armor set. You have to, like, you can Yeah, like, this is the top-tier stuff. Right, and, and you can, like, go through it. and make it work uh, really however you want to. Uh, the They changed the leveling system as well, uh, in addition to, like, your power level, which is basically your gear score and, like, all of that other stuff that's pretty common nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, they now have a kind of Battle Pass-style leveling system to where, like, if, if you, like, look at your season pass, in quotes, uh you'll be able to see very much like a, all right, well at level one, like you start out level zero, you get like this thing. If you're paying for the season pass and if you're not, then you get the stuff in the top row. And I kind of like that. Um, it's really nice. I don't think I haven't, I'm only like level maybe 15 or 16 on mine. Um, there's a hundred levels on it and the seasons are like 69, 70 days or something like that. Um, but I'm, I'm really enjoying seeing what's coming up next and just not getting, okay, well, I leveled up. I get cosmetics that I probably already have. Like, mm-hmm. I'm getting, okay, well, if I hit this level, then I get 50 of each planet's, like, resource that you have to go and, like, try and scavenge for. So if I hit, like, level 18, then I get that. Then it's just, oh, well, that's one less thing I have to worry about. Or mm-hmm. you get, like, season armor or different ornaments for your weapons uh bright ingrams too there's a couple of exotic ingram stuff uh 
it's really bad for me in that it makes me not want to play literally anything else and i just want to be playing destiny yeah um it's <laughs> it's it's real good guys <laughs> there was a while when that's all i played I mean, yeah you your friends play destiny you jump on and mm-hmm. you 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 could find yourself killing three yeah. four hours in an evening oh absolutely um <laughs> i played from the first one um now I don't know how many characters do you have. So I just have my warlock. Okay, um, I'm, have... I'm. I I only ever played one. <laughs> so and that's all I ever did. I was I was never one of the ones that did like let me balance this character and get this. Character. Right. I have friends that do the multiple characters. No, I had the Titan XO from one. Okay, stay with them all the way through two, and mm. basically just leveled that one up because I mean, twenty years ago, I probably could have had multiple characters. I'd have time, you know. I was, sure. I was a track sure. off with a with a part time job or something, <laughs> and had time. Now, no, as a family man, you, I mean, I, that's why when, you know, my buddy was talking about not playing Apex anymore, I was like, well, I can't walk away from Apex. I've already put enough time and money sure, into it. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I really only have enough time for one or two, maybe three games if I'm lucky. So, and I've already paid for the bag, the big Ghost Recon package. So mm-hmm. I've already decided right. my future sure. for the next yeah. years, year or totally, two. Totally, totally. Yeah. So, but no, I, I mean, Destiny was great. I mean, all the people that complained about certain things as they would do these you know, they'd run out this series or this mm-hmm. chapter or this chapter. People complain. I was like, I mean, I still played the game a ton. None of it changed enough for me to be angry at a company mm-hmm. that I'm. That's never going to hear my voice anyway. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste energy on it. I just played it, and mm-hmm. I think the last time I played was, it would have been when Mars had just opened up. Okay, so that was the Warmind one. So that was like the second. It was the one. Where it was. The, it'd be the one right after Warmind. Right after Warmind. Okay. Hmm. That might have been. Was that uh, like the big Forsaken one? Yeah, because I think Forsaken. Because after I got Forsaken, then they had this other big chapter, and I think that's when I was like, I don't want to spend any more money on Destiny right now. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's fair. And that's when I stopped. For so, a while. so like their their new model is. So like you said, you pick you picked up this weekend, but it's free to play now uh, for yeah. like the first year of content plus a bunch of other stuff. They've made a bunch of really smart changes, at least in my mind, to like get people into it. I have I'm I'm probably going to fire up and build thinking maybe a Titan. I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe a Hunter. I don't know. Okay, like, so what if you make gonna... a Hunter mm-hmm. only to play? You only log on mm-hmm. when I log on. <laughs> And we we run that question together. So uh, the the one thing that like I'm wanting to make a new character is I do want to see kind of what that new player onboarding is, mm-hmm. just to like kind of see where that's at and see kind of how confusing it is. I've heard that it's not the clearest in a lot of ways. Granted, uh, free to play yeah. for that is like a week old now, not even because we're recording on a Monday and it came out last Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I booted the game up, mm-hmm. and you play that tutorial section. You get your ship, or actually, you're still on your way to the ship. Yeah, and the Cosmodrome. Yeah, and you uh, walk out into this area, and I was like, you know, I obviously recognized the tutorial stuff before, but when I walked out into the open area, I expected it to be different, and I was like, oh, I recognize this. Yeah. I know where this. I they know just where I am. Straight up, fucking put the Cosmodrome in Destiny Two. Yeah. Like uh, that's uh, there's a the quest to get the Risk Runner is actually like you go through the Cosmodrome actually. Yeah. And it's like the only quest that isn't the intro that like takes you through that area. It's really interesting. Well, so I do that. It spits me into this uh, area where um, there's like there's basically a group event going on more or less. It's it's mm-hmm. specifically I think it was specifically scripted for me to go through while that was happening. Um, you know, however that works, but I went out there and of course there are 
way more enemies. There are also allies. There are like three or four allies running around this. Uh, is this area. the part where like the tanks drop down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is actually the quest. So you were like running into people doing the quest to get okay. the risk runner. Yeah. Uh, well, great. So, yeah. so I was there, and I was like, you know, wow, there are a lot of enemies here. Yep. Uh, there are a ton of enemies, explosions, and and bullets. And uh, I was like, man, I, I'm glad I've played this before because this really went from like holding my hand. I just punched everything pops off, in one like, hit. Yeah, and it, it escalated very quickly. Um, and I, I was, it seemed, it seemed confusing because I was still trying to get a hold of how to move around again. Uh, because I kept, you know, you you jump into the air and then you hit jump again and you'll glide depending on what uh, race you are. What um, you know, I was a titan, so it did this like slow upward, forward, uh, almost jet pack thing. Yeah, and. Uh, I kept wanting to stop it, but I was fumbling with my controls, so I would just end up either the way take in a, a different bit place to get used to. Or, yeah. or off a cliff a couple times, and um, yeah, so that was it was just all a lot all at once. Uh, and then I went and got my ship, and then hey, it's like mm-hmm. now you go to the tower. This is your home base. You're gonna come back here a lot. And I dropped in, and I did not recognize the tower at all. Yes, um, and I happened. I was listening to another podcast that was covering mm-hmm. this, and. Uh, they were trying to find the leg. They were trying to find the old quests, and apparently you have to go talk to the shipmaster. Yes, you have to talk to I think Amanda Holiday. Yes, but it doesn't like do a good job of telling you that. No, it doesn't tell you that at all. But also, she just happened to be the very first person I talked to. Oh, okay, great. Because I got in and I was just like, and I'm going to take a sharp left mm-hmm. <laughs> and see what's over here. I think it's kind of fun and interesting how they basically like give you the option to do the quests from the red war which is like the base destiny 2 campaign because the first thing that happens in that is like the traveler gets taken over and everyone loses their light (laughs) yeah and so i'm like okay cool and then i always thought it was funny when i was playing destiny 2 for the first time that uh like they were still like you could still do the crucible i'm like oh they're just gonna die in there like those bullets count now (laughs) right but yeah anyway uh i i'm really really enjoying uh Shadowkeep a whole lot. I will uh, be playing quite a bit more of it for sure. The the same podcast I was listening to basically said, yeah, so I picked this up for the first time, and this is the game that I wanted Borderlands to be. Totally. Uh, like, uh, I, I played all 10 minutes of Borderlands at, at our monthly event, and it was, all, it was Borderlands. Mm-hmm. It was all the things I do and don't like about that series. And as soon as I jumped in, well, once I got out of the tutorial and got into that group area, and I was able to really fumble around and yeah. use my abilities and stuff i was like oh this feels good like this is it, real clean and destiny's fun like it, it's just like a really good performing playing shooter you know how do you guys feel about games taking a year or two to get to the point that they promised us <laughs> so the no man's well, sky syndrome so hmm so I, I i know that like this is kind of the second time that a lot of this stuff has happened specifically with destiny because mm-hmm. i know destiny one launched in pretty like not rough shape but they definitely took another an extra expansion, which was another forty on top of it, uh, to kind of get that stuff ironed out. And that's that's kind of yeah, what happened. Ironed out. Yeah, that's what that's what happened with uh, Destiny Two, also with like the Forsaken expansion. Well, because um, there's there's games like Sony Spider Man that can that proves that it can come out polished from the jump. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, I, and I understand that these hmm. games like Destiny and Ghost Recon, they're m- more ambitious. Sure. Not just in terms of graphics, but, you know, the overall in-depth that they're going to get. Because they want, you know, replay value. Right. But, I mean, I mean, at what point do you think, does this, does this ever turn or does it just get, does it just get worse and worse? I, I think it depends. Um, 
and I really think that with stuff like that, you have to look at a track record and also the type of games that they are. Like, uh, Spider-Man, I know, I feel like is kind of different from, like, a Destiny or a No Man's Sky, just in that Spider-Man is kind of this, like, isolated, just kind of tight package. It's not, like, an always online, like, right. evolving world kind of a thing. They did have those, the City never sleep, city That Never Sleeps stuff, but I never played that. I just kind of platinumed the game and was like, okay, that was fun. I'm, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I, I think you kind of have to look at the track record of the studios. Uh, like, Ubisoft in particular, uh, specifically, like, Rainbow Six Siege, that game did not really launch well, and it was kind of in rough shape, and people were not super hot on it, but they just kind of stuck with it, and it is now one of the most popular multiplayer mm-hmm. games out right now, which is wild, because that game came out years ago. Um, well, I mean, and, look at CSGO. I mean, sure, They're totally. still playing yeah. that in tournaments. Totally, you know? totally. <laughs> or, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, even, around. like I said, No Man's Sky. I mean, right. it took them two years to get almost everything they promised us. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand, well... When I say understand, I have a limited knowledge of what it takes to to make a game mm-hmm. as being somebody who's not a programmer or designer or anything like that. But uh, when you watch companies that make games that come out polished and then you watch these same companies who sometimes for, you know, are bigger overall economically, like somebody like EA and EA is notorious for this, mm-hmm. that they will keep putting out games that, you know, require a day one patch or, you know, what I thought was odd with Ghost Recon was that the beta rolled out two weeks before launch. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't so much like, this is a beta so we mm-hmm. can get your feedback and, and fix bugs. This was just like, here... This is a stress test. This is a, like, we're going to give you a totally give you a teaser yeah. that's because a, we in two weeks, there's no way we're going to fix all the bugs right. you're going to That's find. a, that's a yeah. pretty common thing nowadays, I feel like. Uh, they're, they're, they're really just kind of early access to things. And I think... Like the most glaring example of something like that I can think of recently was probably Anthem, where like that game was just like obviously Anthem was a bit of a train wreck when it uh, like officially launched one point nineteen. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> that game is still in the top ten best selling games of the year. Fun fact: um, well, they're counting pre orders. Well, they, they really like, sold that game. They, Man, that that game sold well, but it didn't last. Yeah, um, I had I had two different friends who. Uh, did Apex just come out? Something in, I think Apex had just come out. Apex right around was the same out time. like yeah. right, like I oh, yeah. think the weekend before. And they were both EA, which is a stupid decision for them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. But I had I had two friends who pl- I played Apex with for you know a week, and then they were like, "Yo, come over to Anthem." I'm like, "Nah, I'm good. Uh, like I'm, good. Uh, I'm not in that big a hurry. If it's really good, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. switch over, you know, in time." Yeah. And it turned out uh, it wasn't going to work out. Yeah. The, uh, the, the like the. But kind of to my point earlier, they like the early like EA origin premiere access, like they got access to the game a week early, but it was in a it was like a couple of patches behind. It was essentially like kind of a press build. And they said, okay, well, this is going to be fixed by day one. But at that point, like, what's the point? And they were like, it's it's a weird thing whenever you get like early access involved and like making games is really hard. You know, I I, 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 it's. I, I feel sometimes I feel weird about like, oh, well, as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I didn't like this thing about a game, or I didn't. I think this game sucks or something, when in reality, like, I think they should have done this means, like, oh, well, that could have just not been possible just based on the way it was made. And that's something that we're obviously not going to know about. But I mean, wrapping your head around turning ones and zeros into what sure, we see on screen sure. for they're, me is, is, is out of my If way. anything, they're the fucking space wizards. <laughs> right, like, you know, and you, think, you, you see that and you're like, so, because like, uh, have you guys, and I don't want to go too far off topic. Go for it. But have you, yeah, we wouldn't did, want did, that. We've <laughs> never done that on this show before. Have you, did either of you, were either of you on the, um, uh, sorry, were either of you on the, uh, Beta test for Stadia. Mm. I was. Oh, oh, so the the Project Stream. Right. So I got an invite to it and completely forgot I got an invite to it. I think I fired it up maybe once and it was like, oh, this runs pretty well. And then just like didn't actually mess around well, with it Well, I think for me, it wasn't so much that, oh, I I get to play, you know, sure. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Right. And I never played Assassin's Creed games. This is the first one I really got into and played into. Yeah. But... To me, the the geek in me was more impressed by they're doing this all in live stream. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is a this is a basically a, a peer to peer system, encoding, displaying, and reacting to your inputs on a controller in light speed. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you don't know where. I mean, you never know how far away the, the server is. But the fact that now <coughs> Google is now taking this idea and saying, well. You want to play AAA titles, but you don't have a PlayStation, or you can't afford a rig like this. Mm-hmm. When you can go, as long as you have a good internet connection, you can take a $300 crap laptop from Walmart. Crap top. Crap top, and play AAA titles in HD. Yeah, that's that's wild. And you can play them in places that don't have, like, a ama- well, they don't have gigabit internet. Right, and I'm, and I'm, I'm surprised that the big three aren't more nervous about this. Because I'd understand that if when when I played the beta, if it was shit, mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. shit. It was it was legitimately good. Uh, the the stream quality was good. The HD quality was good. The there the latency was next to nothing. And I thought that was going to be a huge deal. Sure, sure. Yeah. Because 100%. you know I'm putting I'm pushing forward. My system is telling the server I'm pushing forward. The server is generating it in visual and sending it back to me seamlessly. And I thought this is amazing. Yeah. And I, I really think I'm, I'm, I think the big three should be a little more nervous. Like they've all got their streaming. Yeah, they're, they're all they're all getting into streaming. I think uh, there was some like recent weird from the top down shakeup stuff that happened at Sony recently, and uh, I, I, the the guy in charge right now seems to be kind of 
really pushing them a little bit more towards streaming. And I think they're starting to move a little bit more in that direction. What was the service? They bought Gaikai, right? They bought Gaikai, yeah. yeah. For like a and billion dollars, too. Like a, a long time ago, where that wow. was like an, an unheard of amount of money. And they just turned yeah, like $1.1 billion. Yeah. And they just <laughs> basically turned overnight, just turned it into PlayStation Now. Yeah, which hmm. uh, I... PlayStation Now is something that I have used like briefly, um, Same. but it apparently does really well. I mean, I played like, uh, an old Uncharted game. Yeah. Just tried out. I just want to see, you know, because it was like, I think it was one of the free ones when you first signed up. You could yeah, play. Yeah, they had like a free trial. Yeah, so I, yeah. I tried it out and that was my first step in it. I was like, mm. oh, this is pretty impressive. But yeah. at the time, I guess I wasn't correlating the, the mechanics behind it like I was with Google. Because, sure. you know. <laughs> Full confession. I love Google, and there's one thing that I hate that Google does. Google will abandon something. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's kind a of a big concern I have for Stadia. That's exactly. Yeah. So I mean, while I feel like personally, and I'm not again, I'm not a game designer, or nor am I a corporate bigwig, but I think honestly, Stadia could have legs. I think it could, uh, yeah, I, I think, I, really I think there is there is totally some potential you, there you for are sure. Going to bring in some market for people who don't have a shit. Honestly, ton of money. the idea of Especially since Destiny has cross save now, the idea of oh well, I don't have like I don't have my PS4 on me, but I've got my phone, which or my or, laptop, right, or my laptop, and like oh well, I'm just gonna like run a couple of dailies in Destiny while I'm like waiting for a plane or something exactly. like that. That's, that's, that's really amazing. really nice. Like I'm that is like honestly, Destiny just period is like oh maybe I'm, I'm kind of into Stadia. All right, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so with Destiny all taking up all your time, you're not going to play nothing else for a while? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I'm also, <laughs> like, in the middle of Dragon Quest XI, uh, but I, I talked a lot about that last week. Like, it's a it's a known quantity. It's just, like, a feel-good JRPG turn-based. I, I like it a lot. It is it is just kind of a nice, like, warm, comforting hug of a video game, and sometimes you need that from that's fighting why, that's, evil. That's why I played through Shadow Complex yeah. again a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. That's that's also a good game. That's a great, yeah. I wish they'd make a sequel. Yeah, man. Please. That was epic, right? Wasn't it? It was Chair. But epic, I mean epic epic gave him the engine, but Chair yeah, developed okay, it. Okay. But uh gosh, such a good yeah. side scroller. I I would love to have seen more of that for sure. And you mentioned earlier when you talked about uh, Destiny's um, companion app on the phone. Mm-hmm. I think more companies should. I'm surprised Apex doesn't have one. And while even yeah. like the companion app is more or less a companion app by by definition, I kind of wish some games would do more what uh, what Dice and EA did for like Battlefield Four. So I don't know. If, did you ever play Battlefield? Mm. So they had their app, but their app did twofold. One, it was a companion app. You can know, change your look, your outfit, your your loadout, stuff like that. But you were also a player in a match. So let's say you weren't at home, like you were saying. And let's say you're out and about, but your friends are playing. You can pull up the app and join in their game. And from the app, you're the commander. That's right. That's right. I remember so, that. That's cool. So you could you could say, hey, go here. If you were putting out orders on the map, because you got to see the map full time. Like, it wasn't, you wasn't ever blacked out. You got to see where everybody was all the time. So, And if you had a headset, you're talking to your team. Mm-hmm. So you're coordinating with them, which is really fun. Yeah. So you could say, hey, you click and go here and, and hold this hallway down or whatever. If they follow through with it points were earned on your end, at least mm-hmm. for your, your character. And the more points you in, the more you could do like, you know, missile launches from ships that are out on, in the water and oh, you that's drop awesome. Them. It was amazing. Yeah, I remember uh around the time that was Battlefield Four, right? Yeah. I remember around the time that that came out, there was just this like big push for like, we're gonna we believe in second screen technology. 
I was like, okay, all right, we'll see how long this lasts, and <laughs> okay. it kind of didn't. Yeah, um, dude, I want it. I really I the only it. the only ones that I've seen that have done stuff really well. I think Warframe has one that people kind of like. The Destiny one's great. Like, I can straight up change my loadout from my phone. I can like talk with my clanmates and all of that stuff. But uh, Red Dead Two had a really good one. Yeah, the Red Dead one's great. And, uh, like I said, I am as <coughs> I am thoroughly shocked. Apex doesn't have one. Yeah, uh, it it dude, even the the Sony companion app. It's not great. It's not great. Yeah, and, they just uh, rolled out uh, remote play for Android phones to uh, like. I think it's going to happen this week though, which is kind of nice. So I can, you know, for a while there when I was living where right. I was living at, I had my PlayStation up, but I also had a uh, had a Vita. Or oh, a, shout out to the Vita! Let's go. <laughs> I had a Vita. Mm, language talking my language. But then at the same time, no, no, it wasn't it? Was I mean I had a Vita? But so here's how my setup was. My PlayStation was in the front room. It was the Plex mm-hmm. thing, and everyone was yeah. in there. But then I had my room, and I didn't want to move it around. So I I bought the PlayStation TV box. Oh, yes. Okay. So if you set it up right, and all you were doing was just doing your, your basically remote play from your hard line, this thing was brilliant. Oh, the, I mean, the PlayStation TV was fucking awesome. I mean, it's, you can even download and play video games directly on it. Mm-hmm. But So I wouldn't have to move my PlayStation. I'd be in my bedroom. I'm sitting on the bed playing Destiny. Hey. And farming, you know, just in the in the loot cave. Mm-hmm. While my place, <laughs> oh, the loot cave! I remember, forgot remember about that. Cave? Everybody oh. remembers the loot cave. <sighs> they patched out the loot cave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and they're patching out loot whatever's every time they find one. Dude, okay, let's talk about that for a second. Actually, <laughs> all right. When 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 the loot cave appeared in Destiny One, if you're not familiar, there was. Uh, a bug you could manipulate where you could just shoot at these enemies that kept respawning infinitely in a cave. They would drop a ton of loot, so you just kill them forever and then go in and pick up whatever you, you know, whatever they dropped. Um, that came out, and like for me, if somebody figures out a way to manipulate a game that's within the confines of the game, usually I'm like, okay, like you know, you didn't cheat. You right. used the tools that were avail- you available to you. Yeah. You exploited it, and you know, I may not be thrilled about it, but you didn't cheat. But when this came out, man, like it was all anyone could talk about. I'm like, dude, there's a there's a lot of good game here. Yep. Why is only yeah. why are people only talking about this? And then when they patched it out, people were pissed. And I'm like, dude, that's people not even playing. People it stopped that. playing. That's and I'm like, this isn't ridiculous. even a real part yeah. of this game. Man, there were. Oh, I got really mad at Ugh. people on Tuesday of last week uh, <laughs> because like there were there was some obvious server issues with like the launch of shadow keep because the game it was like a huge update that they were like they pulled the game down for 24 hours beforehand to like roll out the yeah, updates that's and also the game went free to play whenever it launched <laughs> like servers were at capacity there was a massive like thousand line long like server queue to get into destiny 2 and people were just like man this is fucking stupid i paid for this game and i can't even fucking play it i'm like Hey, chill the fuck out. It's like, one day. Those engineers are running around freaking the fuck out. <laughs> and, uh, on, and on that, I'm I'm curious, why is it only that Google seems to be the ones that, that, that pre-plan their server capacity? Like, for game companies, if you... A game company knows that their game's going to be a big hit. You know, from what they read online, mostly, you know, pre-reviews when, you know, press builds are played and they're talked about. You can tell if something's going to be big. Now, every once in a while, something like Anthem, it doesn't become big. Sure. But they constantly underestimate how big a launch is going to be I, I, over and over again. I, I don't know if, like, I, I don't, I and this is just me not having, like, the exposure to, like, that, really any side of game development, but specifically that side uh, of just, 
I don't know if the answer to that is necessarily just as easy as put more servers or like add like more space right. and stuff like that. Like Sometimes I, you need more pylons. Like sure, and uh, you, I, I think that. Sure, sometimes, like, the answer could sometimes be, like, okay, well, maybe we just didn't anticipate this kind of thing. Which, I don't think a team as big as Bungie kind of didn't necessarily anticipate it. There were some other issues that were going on that made me think that there was an actual kind of issue with this one in particular, like, underlying that the engineers were trying to fix. And they did get it fixed, like, by, I think, like, 8 p.m. that night. So it was, like, hit or miss for, like, eight hours, but, I mean... The game's real good, and people are just kind of well. And that's the past that now. That's the evolution of yeah. these games sure. because you know, ten years ago, you didn't have you didn't companies didn't set aside dedicated teams to just their full time job is to watch, wait for bugs, and fix them as fast as possible. Yeah, when you have full support, especially games, with like light De- service games, yeah, like Destiny and things like that, they have they have teams dedicated for that. You know, you you never gonna get that on ten years ago, or you know, Nintendo games. Yeah. Well, let, let's not talk about Nintendo's online support. Yeah. Uh, hey, tell me about Ghost Recon. I know you were talking about that a little bit earlier. Ghost Recon. Uh, I I played Wildlands. I played Ghost Recon. Go, uh, uh, Future War. I've been a fan of Ghost Recon. Mm-hmm. Um, I like shooter games. I'm not as obsessed with them as some people are, but I do enjoy them. I like the the team play because you know you've got some games like Battlefield, Call of Duty. Where team play is encouraged, but obviously you've seen videos of guys just going in by themselves sure. and just cleaning out. Sure, yeah, yeah. Ghost Recon, you you just can't do that. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, the game is designed so that if you don't yeah. work together, you're going to die. They, they've always kind of been yeah. like that. And in this one, uh, now I played the beta. The beta was broken. That uh, seems to be what I've heard. <laughs> but uh, now I played the release. Um, They've fixed quite a few things. You know, most of it was really just graphical, mm-hmm. um, audio things. Yeah, I heard there were a lot of reports. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lots of people just like, I was just going along and then fell through the level. Like, yeah, or... Uh, hate to see that happen. You know. <laughs> or, you know, you look to the left and there's a boulder just sitting there midair just hang in there what's up (laughs) well like you do yeah you know but um they they polish it now i will say this i'd say the first quality of life rollout that they have probably is probably gonna be a month maybe two months away um i think really all the game now needs now is polish Mm -hmm. um the mechanics are there they've they're trying to bridge and I, i i applaud them for their effort they're trying to bridge enjoyability and reality in a shooter game you can only do so much reality before you take the fun out of the game. Because sure. if, yeah. you know, a mechanic of the game is bivouacking. So when you get to a certain point, you know, your stamina is out, you're injured to a degree, you played for in-game for, let's say, four hours. Your character 
gets fatigued. You have to bivouac and rest, mm-hmm. or you do all your you know your crafting, your loadout. You change a lot of stuff while you're bivouacking. So if, if for anybody who doesn't know what bivouacking is, it's pitching a very small tent, a very small, compact, quick, quick up, quick down campsite. Um, and so you have to craft meds. Just you know, it's it's a really nice blend of shooter. And it's it's basically taking the next step to blend RPG and shooter. Okay. Um, so you have to craft meds, uh, work on your loadout. You can change your gear, things like that. Uh, you can go with the tag map, set up strategy missions, and then the coolest thing is, is you have to keep an eye on your stamina. So if you get injured in the game, there's Right now, depending, I don't know if the if the health levels go up, they probably do. Mm-hmm. But right now, when you start out, you start out with three chunks of health. And every time you do that, your mobility decreases. Every time you get hit, you take a hit on one of those, your mobility decreases. To a degree, once you're all the way down, you are essentially crawling in the mud. So in a team-based game, it's not like, oh, we can just keep fighting and we'll get to you whenever. No, you have to get this character up. Hmm. Otherwise, he's out. Now, what I really liked is that they thought of some things to incorporate with the stamina. So, you ever played a game, you have your sprint, right? Mm-hmm. Sprint eventually wears out. Yeah. It recharges. You do it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in in Ghost Recon, your sprint still does that, but it's altered depending on terrain, if you're inclining, declining, mm-hmm. things like that. So, if you're running up a hill, your stamina drops crazy fast. Mm-hmm. If you're going downhill and you run out of stamina, you will fall. You oh, will tumble. Okay. That's interesting. You will take damage. Hmm. So, like, if you're going down a, a hmm. steep hill and your stamina's out, that's it. You're you're going to tumble. Now, if you're only going to tumble, say, five to ten feet, you'll be okay. If you're tumbling twenty to thirty feet, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. And so, when you get to the bottom, now you're injured because you took this, you know, very cavalier instead of trying to get down smooth and slowly. And I think they found a good balance because I think if you push too far of the, you have to micromanage and watch everything and, you know, literally spend a physical amount of time in your bivouac tent sleeping, nobody wants to put their controller down for eight hours. Right. (laughs) You know, but, and I think they're trying to find that balance because they, everybody still wants realism. And when it comes to shooters, you've got your comical, which is Apex. Mm -hmm. Your next level up is... Call of Duty, it's got some realism, but it's yeah, got some silliness. Yeah, it's still silliness. pretty arcade yeah. Then Battlefield tries to make it a little more matching with the military-esque yeah. line. And then you've got your Ghost Recon, which is, as they they still throwing a science fiction story into it. Right. Or, or you know, their own narrative. It's a little but, more grounded in terms of it, gameplay and Absolutely. Stuff. Yeah. And everything is, it, it's, it's really a lot of fun. Now, the game has one really good thing going for it to bring people in, and that's John Bernthal. Yes. So John Bernthal plays a spooky badass in this. Mm. So he's he's gruff, he's military, he's methodical. You know, he doesn't do anything in the game. It, it, as far as the story concerned, he doesn't do anything um, without reason. So, and his whole goal is to protect his men and carry out what is in his head is the mission. And now I haven't gotten far enough in it yet. I haven't come across him um, on the the full release yet. I came across him in the uh, beta. And um, one thing that uh, Ubisoft did, which was super nice, for anybody that's playing Wildlands, say you played through Wildlands for a while, you're a loyal fan, you played Mm -hmm. through it. At the end of it, you know, you could still go around trying 100% the game like you would like a Tomb Raider or something like that. Um, But for free, for no reason at all, Ubisoft rolls out another mission. 
Out of the blue. They haven't, rolled, they haven't, did, haven't done DLC on Wildlands in a long time. And all of a sudden you get this update. You've got a mission. Now this mission is you chasing down a bad guy who turns out to be John Burnthal. Oh, that's pretty cool. So they connected the games. They gave you an extra mission in Wildlands just to connect the games. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I really... I, I know uh, Borderlands 2, like, right before Borderlands 3 came out, they were like, hey, free Borderlands 2 DLC. And I'm like, what the fuck? All right. Sure. You know, <laughs> right. cool. Like, that's awesome. And then so they they did that, and then they paired a a good cluster of missions. I think what it was designed to do was, hey, you've been playing this, but let's get you freshed up before this comes sure, out. Sure, sure. And they gave up a handful of missions that if you played through... They unlocked a ton of stuff in Breakpoint. So the the, oh, cool. uh, the DLC uh, f- mission for uh, Wildlands—that's the game. Uh, did that? Was that still just kind of in the same systems as Wildlands? Did yeah. it feel a little bit more? Yeah, so it was on their map. So basically, okay. in Wildlands, you're so still... it didn't have like the stamina survival stuff. No, that... no, no, okay, no, 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 okay. No. So this was literally just a story connection to connect this to gotcha, that game. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Because when you and then when you go over to the next game, there's a character you meet in this area that is. Uh, like their their sanctuary where the people are hiding that were on this island and mm-hmm. they're trying to hide from the from the wolves. That's who Burnthal's company is called, the wolves. And you meet a guy who, whose name you recognize, and you look at him. It's the character you created from Wildlands. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's what? really cool. So now you're seeing this guy in the game because he. I mean, he was the character I was playing as. I was like, I saw him. Oh, I was shit. like, oh, How am I not? That's my character. Like, nope, nope. Now they've taken your character that you created and inserted him in the game. That's really cool. I really? like yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, but now you know you got your other character that you create, and uh, it's there's a lot. There's some there's some definite influence of RPG and mm-hmm. having to craft and and watch your stamina. You know, a la HP or whatever you want to sure. call it. Um, but of course, at its core, it is a shooter. Yeah, and. I think where you're going to see the biggest conversations come out of it is going to be the AI. Mm-hmm. They have rewritten their AI, and their AI is mean. Even, the, uh, e- that's what I've heard. Even on normal. Like, um, my first, when I was playing before I came over here tonight, uh, I engaged a group of guys, and there's drones that fly over. Now, if you don't drop in the mud and cover yourself before the drone sees you, the drone will notify attack drones hmm. and they'll come to your position oh shit so okay. I wasn't paying attention because it's not like something because your map your HUD disappears all the time mm-hmm. so it only pops in when something important is going on right so if you're not paying attention if the drones like the uh, reconnaissance drone flies over you're not paying attention your map will pop up but you're still focused on the action you'll never see that drone flying over mm-hmm. so you'll get spotted and the drones that came in to attack me oh they're unforgiving so I got a beat on one. Mm-hmm. I go to fire and it does this. And I mean fast. So it's like, as soon as I saw that the first time, I was like, shit. <laughs> I literally turn around, oh, no. haul ass. Yeah. And then when, and they don't just chase linear. Mm-hmm. If, and if there's more than one, they coordinate. So as I'm running to a certain area, this drone is coming around the side and just strafing me on the run. And just shredded me. And I thought, and this is just me playing by myself. Mm -hmm. So this, to me, tells me that, again, you've got to play with a team. Yeah, I I ran it. I spent a little bit of time this year with Division 2. And Mm I I played that almost entirely solo and fell off of it probably because I was almost entirely playing it solo. I also just 
really wanted to play Destiny the more I played that, but right. you know, here I am. Um, and you know, funny thing, I used to call Division. I was like, it's just Destiny, uh, modern military. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it is prepper Destiny. That, yeah. That's all that game is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, they'll the the AI, like Ubisoft has stepped up their like third person shooter AI like game lately because the AI in Division Two, if you are in the wrong spot, they will eat you fucking alive. It's a lot. Because, I mean, you've played games before where you can get a bad guy and you can just, oh, I can just duck behind this wall. And right. he's going to stay right there until you're healed right. up, reloaded, yeah, totally. pop back out, shoot you. Ah, gotcha. No, they will flank your yeah, ass. No, like, yeah. And Ubisoft has really been stepping up their game in a lot of that stuff. It's been kind of nice. And Recon's the same way. So if you really like a challenge, I mean, Recon is, I mean, you can try and play it solo and you'll mm. get, you can get through probably the first hour of the game solo. But after that, I mean, and it's also a lot of fun when you're, one of the mechanics that we played um, would be, like, say you're pulling up on a, a compound and you throw your drone up. The drone mm-hmm. spots out 15 targets, okay? So you've got everything targeted out. You see them on your map. Everybody can see them up in the HUD. So, but you got a four-man team. So now you got to drop these guys quietly. The whole point of the game is to be in and out without being seen. Dropping them takes coordination. So you, amongst you, decide who's going to call out the three, two, one shoot. And you've all got headsets on, so whoever's calling it can ping and say on this ping is one so he'll say joe you take one mm-hmm. amanda you take two i'll take three russ you take four mm-hmm. three two one shoot and you see four bodies drop mm-hmm. and if you and you have to coordinate you have to watch the patterns of their walk patterns things like that their patrol patterns and do it so that when they drop you've got enough time to get in and move the bodies before they're seen by their by their other squad mates mm-hmm. or by the other the rest of the team and that's that's a rare bit of teamwork in games. Um, I think I don't want to see a flood of it, but mm-hmm. and I'm glad at least one game is doing it and doing it well. Like I said, Recon still needs a good quality of life patch to roll out, uh, and I think that's probably going to be their first thing. Yeah, I know uh, people were like really into Wildlands when it came out, and then just kind of quickly fell off of it. But the there was a very small kind of dedicated. I wouldn't say as like kind of vocal or as much of a success story as like Rainbow Six Siege but right. there was definitely a big I don't want to say vocal minority because that implies there weren't a lot of people but there weren't like the, the community for Ghost Recon fucking love Ghost Recon Yeah, and I think it's really cool that they are like acknowledging kind of that they are definitely here for a little bit more of that realism and they're oh, that, like and leaning that, into a lot of that stuff that extra DLC that connected the two stories that was that was literally fan service yeah, totally, totally. I was like hey here you go, guys, and, yeah. then, and it was really yeah. cool because when you saw, because we all knew before that DLC came, because they didn't, they didn't pre, they didn't like, hey, we got something coming, nothing. They cold dropped it. Great. So you know, we're all getting excited, waiting for Breakpoint, and we mm-hmm. see the trailers with John Bernthal, and you're like, because oh, you know everybody's got a hard on for John Bernthal these days. <laughs> fair, that's fair. Yeah. And so you're like, this is going to be great. He, you know, he wouldn't attach his name to something that's going to be trash. At least you wouldn't hope he yeah. would. <laughs> and then. Um, a month, literally a month before Breakout was to drop, they dropped DLC and said, "Here's a story cool. mission. You go into it, and there's cutscenes, and it's Burnthal, and you're like, oh. "That's cool." <laughs> and it gives you goosebumps because you're like, "Oh, they love me. I'm I play their game, and they love me." That's good. That's good. So, All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and take a break here, and then we'll come back. And then I will just let loose the fucking floodgates. And Thomas, yes, you can talk about Apex Legends. All right, we'll be right back. (laughs) That was a high five. 
Hello, everyone. This is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network. Currently, you've probably heard me on a show called Screen Heroes, where we discuss movies. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Movies and uh, TV shows about superhero, sci-fi, and a little bit of fantasy. Well, I love fantasy so much, I am starting a brand new podcast about fantasy television series. We are going to review these series in a bit more detail than what Screen Heroes usually does. We'll discuss multiple episodes for a whole continuous arc and then move on to another series. Spellbound will review shows, new shows like The Witcher, Good Omens, Carnival Row, and Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. We're also going to look back at previous shows such as American Gods and Avatar The Last Airbender, old miniseries from the 90s like Leprechauns and The Tenth Kingdom, and we're going to do a movie here and there, maybe even a little bit of fantasy upcoming news. Who knows? You'll be able to follow Spellbound at SpellboundCast on Twitter for the latest fantasy news about the show, about the upcoming shows that we'll be discussing. You can also listen to us Fridays coming in September. Hey, we are back. Uh, so I kind of lied, and I'm going to talk about Rock Band for a little bit, because uh, I am apparently just kind of turning into a Rock Band streamer, and I think that's fun. <laughs> uh, so the other night, I think it was Friday uh, last weekend, I... Wanted to play some rock band. They put out a couple of new songs that I really loved. So I was just like, oh, fuck around. I haven't streamed in a while. I'll play some rock band. And then I hopped over after playing a couple of songs and uh, was checking out like, oh, well, I forget. There's like some single player modes in rock band now uh, with the new expansion that came out like a few years ago for rock band for new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> with the expansion of rock band Four that came out, uh, they added a rock you drama. So, which, uh, honestly, fucking hilarious. I didn't expect it to be as funny or, like, it wasn't anything to, like, write home about in terms of gameplay. It's literally just the same as all the other campaign modes. It's like, okay, well, you can play for fans and, like, a bunch of stuff like that. But everything is framed like you are in an episode of Behind the Music. <laughs> Including, like, they brought in, like, uh, a bunch of the bands that are on that expansion like they just showed up and sat down and did like fake interviews talking like talking about your band, mm -hmm. which was kind of cool. Shout out to my band Wheel of Pomeranians, which is a great name. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, it's really funny. And I didn't expect it to be funny. I expected it to be really corny and maybe a little stupid and like just 
said this like dumb satire of oh well they just like party and get drunk and trash hotel rooms all the time but no like there is a point where your band plays on a cruise and your band gets essentially they leave the country in shame because somebody contracted a norovirus on that in that gig and just started pooping everywhere and like they used a poop virus as a plot point and people just started calling <laughs> your band poop band you sure this wasn't <laughs> written by volition the same people behind the saints no, it was not. This is harmonics, Cause, okay, like, cause, in-house. Cause this <laughs> yeah. sounds like something Volition this did. This was fucking hilarious. Like, they... What? Who the fuck is gonna make a music game where a plot point is a poop virus because if anybody else does that, I will give them money. <laughs> Just, like, straight up. That is my challenge to you. Did you ever play Saints Row? I did, yes. Saints Row is, of course, Grand Theft Auto turned up to 19 yeah it's ridiculous gta but it's yeah. but it's but it, it's fun and i that yeah. when you say that it literally reminds me of one of sure. the crazy stories that they wrote what you know and again offshoot one of the things that surprised me about saints row is the level of acting they put into the voice work the guy that played johnny gat mm-hmm. i would i would listen to He's i would pretty good i would watch a He's movie of whoever this yeah. guy was because I mean, he played that character. Who did play Johnny Gat. Hang on, keep talking. Yeah, keep looking because that. And if you played, you remember the scene in the courtroom, right? Mm-hmm. Where he told the judge to go fuck herself. And I was like, this is amazing. This is. I'm just watching this guy. Just you know what? Fuck this. Fuck that bitch. You could probably pull up the scene on your phone, but yeah. So who who was it? It's like Daniel Day Kim. He's a Korean actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in tons of movies. So. Yeah. He's in Lost. But no, so, that the wait is that the main dude? Yeah. Uh, he yeah. played Johnny Gat. Your, ca- right. your character is yeah. the main dude. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean the main dude in Lost. Oh, I, never, I think you I did. never watched Lost. No, well, okay. So, well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Asian guy. The, yeah, I never watched oh, Lost. Oh, was he either. that guy? Yeah. Okay, well, I know who that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was in Hawaii yeah. Point oh or something like but that. Your, but your story about the the Yes. The, uh, the game and then, story. like, your band basically, like, I'm totally spoiling this, but who fucking cares? You should totally, if you have Rock Band. Old. If you have Rock Band 4, you should be playing this without Man, a doubt. Especially because we're, we're gonna if have you to have Rock in, Band 4 at this point, then what the fuck else are you going to do with it? But, man, like... After you leave, your band is embarrassed. You basically go off to this, like, fictional (laughs) European country and, like, uh, you basically seek spiritual counseling from this, like, guru that totally turns out (laughs) to be a cult leader. And then, like, your band... Uh, basically plays this show under a fake name that is literally just not and then your band name and everybody <laughs> is just wearing sunglasses for the gig so mm. it's like concealing their identities fun. and you're playing for a dog's birthday party. Oh, Fun fact, all European countries are fake. Wow. Oh. I mean, Hot take. I've never been to Europe. So I have been, but <laughs> was I really there? Were you? We Were probably you? just did a big loop-de-loop. Anyway, so yeah, rock band good. Uh, tell me about Apex Legends. I'm going to regret saying that. Okay. All right. I'll just be over here drinking. Hold on. Uh, Cam, you crack your knuckles real quick. Okay, hang on. All right, now we can get started. Uh, okay, so hey, Apex Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It good. It good. It good. It, it is a good, good. game. Uh, so season three of Apex Legends just came out. I mentioned it last week because of a lot of the changes I'd been happy with um, up up to that point before we saw uh, gameplay. So, of course, we record on Monday. Uh, last Tuesday, the uh, season three came out, so it dropped. You are able to play. That included the new hero, Crypto uh, Hero. What is it called? New Legend? Legend. The it's in the title, legend. Thomas. Get it together. Oh, man. It really Apex is in the title. Legends. The Apex Heroes. Yeah, Apex Heroes. Uh, Crypto is the new guy. He's a hacker. He's got a robot uh, that you can 
remote control and fly around. You can spot enemies. You can um, basically anything that this uh, robot can see will appear in bright orange to your teammates. The Hmm. same way that if a bloodhound will scan uh, enemies and they'll appear. Interesting. Um, you can open doors and loot bins remotely. So like, if oh you're, shit. Yeah, okay. If you're, all right. Yeah. So if you're, so if somebody's hungering down in a room, you can take your drone over there, open up the door, go right in the room, EMP blast them. Now they're half shielded. Ooh, great. And then you just walk in Excellent. and clean it and mop up. Excellent. So yeah, the drone, your, your ultimate is with the drone, you have a huge EMP. It just, the radius is massive. And you, it's like hitting them with an arc star. So they take shield damage, but it's only shield damage, not health damage. Um, disables all traps. Disables all traps, which is huge. Does it affect you and your teammates or no? Yes, it, it does. Okay. Yes, because, and I Interesting. Learned, and here's how I learned this. When, to, when you, <laughs> every special somehow has like a different configuration to, to pop it off mostly. Most of them are the same, but Crypto's is a little different. So I hit the button and hit the other button right away. <laughs> so as soon as I launch my drone, blast, and all of a sudden my character's like, uh, okay, I'm like, well, I just wasted that, but my Great. drone's still alive. I, I, yeah. I've been there. I've, I've been there. So like with the other old, so like Bangalore drops, uh, or Gibraltar. So yeah. I, I like Gibraltar, and I'll have more to say about him in a second. He drops a big aerial assault from the sky, right? Uh, it does a bunch of damage, but it also really messes up your vision. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's as if you just got knocked over. It's really hard to see. Um, the way that works is if I'm Gibraltar and I call that down right on top of myself, I can take damage from it. Um, but my teammates, even though they'll get rocked around, they'll have trouble seeing, they won't take actual damage. Mm-hmm. Um, the EMP works the same way. It'll mess up everybody's vision, but it'll only hurt you. Uh, so at least your teammates won't take damage from that. But boy, you can totally wreck your team by using the EMP the wrong way. Yeah. Um, but it's a cool ability. You can also pick up banners. So if both of your teammates died in a dangerous area. Oh, that's really nice. It's super cool. That, that and, sounds and here, great. And here's even better. Let's say you go and pick up the banners and then somebody shoots your drone. Because your drone has no armor. Mm-hmm. One bullet from any gun will kill it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So let's say you pick up the banners and then they kill your robot. It's all right. Crypto already has the banners. They're, they're, he immediately has that's them. That's nice. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, I like Crypto a lot. I um, the only thing I find because you know they're the character his origin and stuff I find it a little hard some of his his accent is really thick and sometimes it's hard to understand even if I'm playing as him to understand what he's saying I know what he's looking at and if I like like when I tag a havoc mm-hmm. the way he says it it's it's a little unintelligible but I don't think that's gonna be a big deal I think that's just more of a personal thing for me I just I can't understand what he's saying but um, subtitles baby. I keep them always on. They're super useful. Do not. (laughs) Uh, Do it. Yeah, because actually you'll find... uh, Well, so so, uh, something else they just added to the game is you can... You have an equip wheel. You have basically a scroll wheel of things you can say out loud. So usually they'll be like taunts or something like that. But enemies can hear them when you say that. So because of my subtitles, I found some jackass goofing around speaking out loud. That would be And I was like, oh, there's somebody near. That is very much me. That's... (laughs) I, yeah, it is a cool am, way to gloat. I am because, that jackass. Well, if you can pull it off, it is a cool way to gloat because you can be like, "You just got to jump on me, out and, and I then still just, got like, you." Just fuck them up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can relate. Uh, yeah, especially specifically as crypto because you can lure someone to where your voice was and then spot them with the drone. Great. So you're you're, Great. you're lit up bright orange and your teammates. So, uh, uh, well, let's dig into the meat here. So crypto can do all that stuff. Another thing I found out he can do through the tip screen 
is uh, all, all throughout the map, there are the, the banners. banners that appear that say, like, here's the top team right now. He, you know, here's the kill leader. If you are crypto and you take your drone and look at those banners, it'll tell you how many enemy teams are within range of your drone. Oh, shit. Because he's a hacker. Okay. So, so, so the drone is already hacking the screens. And so every time you look at one, yeah, there's three teams within range of your drone. Oh, shit. Well, let me tell everybody else. Yeah, that's, that's a really lot of people. Cool. So that's pretty dope. Uh, so uh, the the patch notes that came out for season three, dude, it was just a laundry list of great changes, in my opinion. Uh, the, the first thing that people would be upset about is they took out the disruptor, disruptor rounds, rounds, which is a hop up that you can get for two of the two of the weapons that increases shield damage. Uh, dramatically it's huge huge buff uh, but they kept um, they kept the hammer point rounds which do more damage to shields mm-hmm. that would go on the P2020 and the Mozambique which are two of the um, originally two of the weakest weapons in the game now they're two of my favorite weapons uh, they they did that they got rid of skull piercer which a lot of people are upset about I have heard people talk about how the skull piercer and is not there enough, anymore yeah well it's it's not that big a deal, and the new stuff is better anyway. They didn't take out the audio clips referencing the skull piercer yet, though. Oh, we were really? playing last night. <laughs> oh, we heard Bangalore funny. saying, "Slap a skull piercer on it, you'll do some real head damage." I'm like, "No, you can't." <laughs> uh, you know, another funny thing: uh, Watson, the next most recent uh, new, newest character, she specifically grew up on the island where seasons one and two were at. Right? She's like, "Oh, they I designed it." Yeah, she you know she designed the shield and all this stuff, and she's like, oh, I grew up here. Well, on the new map, she says like, oh, I know this place like the back of my hand. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't. You're never, no, you've no, never been here. So, uh, uh, from what I heard, they sorry to interrupt no, you, you're good. but uh, from what I heard, they like you just can't play the first one, the first map Correct. anymore right now. Can't so play like, Kings Canyon is just like out for right now. I think they said until they figure out a way to not like segment the player base. Well, but what, like still have both in or uh, what respawn is telling us is when everything every change they make and then they try out or they take away they're they're being quick to remind us nothing's permanent yeah we're, if we think you guys want it bad enough we will bring it back it's just a matter of time but I think they're just because they the respawn's been a very dedicated team they're they're a really know, good dev team they're a, one of my favorite devs apex like, has had its issues but they were quick to fix you know right. things like that but my favorite thing about them is the the care that went into the game. Like they looked at all the battle royale games, looked at what they loved, looked at what they hated, and built this from the ground up. And even from I remember, I still remember the first couple of weeks we were playing it when we first tried it out. We were we were still finding stuff that you could do, like the whole cresting over the wall, just looking before you jump over. You can stop and look over. I didn't know you could. Yeah, do that. yeah, that what was a few fuck? weeks before somebody what pointed that to, out to me. And I'm so so in, when you jump over a wall, you can stop right at the edge and just look. Oh, I guess I just mash X, so... <laughs> right, which right. most yeah. people do. That's why That's why it was discovered that, so that late. That makes sense. Okay, cool. But something that simple is a great gameplay tweak. Yeah, that's really... Oh, that's and then, so good. of course, you can't talk about it without talking about the ping system. The ping system ping is probably... Great. It's we probably talked the most about it really on, on this show. Like, that was, like, uh, the yeah. first episode I was on, like, the show period. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've talked about that a lot because it's fantastic and it's, it's great. great that we see other games adopting them. You know, so something they added. Yeah. Uh, now, if you're being third party, right? If you hear fighting, yes. if you hear fighting going on, you want to run to that fight because you want to pick off the people while they're distracted. Uh, so now, if a team runs up that's not the team that you're engaged with, whoever's getting shot at will say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's another team here," and it's great because whether or not you had the tools in your kit to know that was another team, the game knows it is. And uh, it's it's more fun because 
Yeah, you should, to to an extent, you should be paying attention, be careful, and be able to tell, are we about to get third-partied? But when you die that way, where you're, like, having a great fight with somebody, and you think this other person who's shooting at you is on the team that you're fighting, and then you realize, oh, we're fighting against six people right now, not three. It takes the sting out of losing. It, yeah, yeah, like, now you're like, oh, we need to change course. We need to do something different right this moment. Uh, where before, when you got third party, to just be like, oh man, we had a really good fight going and then we yeah. just got creamed, you know? And you, what's funny is I play with a couple people and one of them, as I was telling him earlier, is a bit of a rage quitter, you know? And uh, he would often get mad when we get third partied. And I'd still laugh about it because me, me and my other friends, we it's hilarious. To mm. us. When, we, when we're getting our asses kicked, it's just, sure. you know, we find it, we, we look at it from the outside looking in. That's funny as shit. You, but, you have to at, at some point, you <laughs> right. know. But he was also the type that I would sit there. I'd say to him when he'd get mad, I'm like, dude, I, I, I hate booking third parties. He's like, no, you don't, because we do it whenever we get the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, right, totally. We third party Everybody who gets heartbeat. mad about that is the type of people who do that. Oh, absolutely. Because, it's, I mean, when you're, especially when you're the last three teams and you, oh, they're fighting. Right. Let's go murder right. them. Or if and you're, like, if you are the right. only person left and it's, like, down to two teams fighting and then you as an individual, you're sure as shit going to sit there and I wait won, for them to fight. I won, <laughs> one, I won one game by myself and I third party the two pe- the last two teams that were fighting and I beat him because I was a, I was Gibby. Yeah, they were they were close quarter. I was like Kobe yeah. and all, yeah. all three. There was two on one team. One one guy was holding them off. And I killed all three of them. I was like, mm. oh, yeah. feels Hell good. Yeah. Mm, feels Hell good. yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some more of the patch notes. So uh, in season two, the the thick boys, the Caustic and Gibraltar, they're these big. They're supposed to be tanky characters, but it. There was no advantage to playing them other than because their hitboxes were so big. Their hitboxes were huge. They're very easy to hit, and so uh, like at least Gibraltar has a frontal shield when he looks down at the sights of his gun. But even then, that shield was only it was originally was only fifty damage. Then they bumped it to seventy five. Yeah, that was in season two, so that felt better. Caustic uh, um, didn't have anything; he was still fat. But, but they gave him twenty five percent longer range in throwing his grenade. I remember that. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, because they because they were they were basically trying the way they look at it is they look at analytics and they say, okay, these characters aren't being played as much. Mm-hmm. How do we do it? So they they try to incorporate fixes, just like when they drop the disruptor rounds. Yeah, I mean, I liked having the forty five of the disruptor rounds, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to get more weapons to get more game time. Mm-hmm. They're they're literally pushing these things around to just so that everything's even because you know these are this game was built by people who love this game and they oh, want all of it played. Yeah. So you know they're doing things to to promote that. I, I did think it was funny that uh, they ended up like making the Mozambique a viable option, just because. I mean, I love the fuck out of that gun from Titanfall Two because I played so much Titanfall Two. But like, obviously, com- not completely different game, but it's a completely different game. But the, I, I remember there was an interview like pretty early on. Somebody like asked Vince Zampella like. Hey, you guys gonna fix the Mozambique? And he's just like, sometimes you just gotta have bad guns, man. <laughs> I'm like, I respect that. But I respect then, the hell they, out of that. But they took it one step further. They knew the fans disliked the game, and the gun was had become a meme at some point. Totally. And so they incorporated an animation in the game that only it was only with the Mozambique, mm-hmm. no other gun. So if you had a Mozambique in hand and you go to pick up another weapon. You throw the Mozambique down in disgust. It's yeah, great. That's hilarious. They yeah. didn't have to do yeah. that, but they did that because you know what? They they are they're happy to poke fun at themselves. Mm-hmm. But 
All right, back to patch notes. I know you want to talk about some more. Uh, so my boy Jabroni, so Gibraltar, <laughs> he's this big guy, right? So they they uh, gave both of those big guys a ten percent damage reduction um, to any damage taken from any source, and that was nice. It's like I liked both of those characters, but I was definitely at a disadvantage playing them. Um, mostly everything we've outlined were, were the changes so far, uh, but then in season three. Uh, Gibraltar, they fixed his ult. I'm trying not to get like way too into the weeds here, but before it was like, hey, every three and a half minutes, you get to use your aerial bombardment, bombardment and the bombardment lasts forever. Honestly, it lasts longer than it needs to. It was 10 seconds, which Fuck. doesn't sound like a lot. Yeah, then that's a lot. But it while just you're keeps at, going. But mid game, yeah. you're getting rocked. 10 seconds yeah. is an eternity. They dropped it Well, this just. I think they dropped it to six, but, but the issue before you drop it and it would just keep coming down and going and going, you're like, all right, want the smoke to clear. I'm ready to firefight now. And, uh, so what they did is they reduced the cooldown on the ability on his ultimate and they reduced, uh, the cooldown or the uh, duration of it. So basically they just took all of it and made it so you could do it more often, short and sweet. Uh, I think that's a fantastic change. Uh, but they, they made some other, Things I'm gonna his, really his, try not to go too deep into it, but his, his, they made some animations across several characters much quicker uh, because there were examples of like you would start to use your ability, but you'd be at a disadvantage while you were like that was warming uh, bloodhounds up. turning into the beast of the hunt was yeah. taking too long. But Gibraltar they also changed. He has dome shield, mm-hmm. so now if your teammates inside the dome shield. When they're using healables, they use the healables 25% faster inside the dome shield oh, that's now. that's nice. Yeah, it's just nice. very nice. Uh, they made it... So it used to be with the legendary items. If you had a legendary backpack, you could... I, I think it's... The backpack was the fast healable. So you would use your uh, shield and medkits twice as fast, you know, in half the time. Mm. Uh, and if you were lifeline, it was ridiculously fast. And then, uh, f- so this that's what it used to be. And then if you had gold armor, which is obviously very rare, uh, with gold armor, if you executed somebody, you would get all your shields back. Oh, okay. Which all is right. cool, but also super risky. And in yeah, pro play, you never never take a while. It. Yeah. Uh, so what they did is they made it so the body shield... Now uh, is the fast heal. So when you shoot somebody, you can tell they have a gold shield. Before, there was no way to ever tell if someone had a gold backpack, so you could never tell if they could heal quickly or not. So they'd have a huge advantage, and you'd have no way of knowing. There's no possible way you could know. So now they put that on the gold armor so that when you shoot somebody, you're like, oh, better not let them hide because they're going to heal up. Uh, But they made that ability from before, you know, do a finisher, get your shields back. That's just a permanent thing that everybody has all the time now. And I love doing finishers. That's great. It, they're really g- kind of gloaty, super risky. You can very easily die because it's, you know, yep. it's I very mean, obvious I, what I you're doing. I very easily die Respond many times. Respawn has oh, yeah. some very, very good execution animations. Yes. Just across the board. Their, their, their animations are, I would say, probably some of my favorite in the entire industry. Uh, there was one I got executed by Crypto, the new guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was such a cinematic moment. I'm not sure if I recorded it, but I was running away from somebody and I like barely got out of their line of sight, but they pulled this pro move. I was way above them. I escaped with like one health and I'm like, oh, I'm barely going to make it. And I'm like starting to turn around and I saw this grenade come in and just explode 
right next to me. Like they knew exactly what they were doing. It was super cool looking. Well, I fall down and I'm like, okay, well maybe I can still crawl around this corner. And right as my camera pans around this corner, the crypto comes in and his, his finisher is like a slide tackle. So the, it looked like the animation began before he even reached me. So he just tackles me and just gets me in this super fluid motion. I was like, man, that straight up looked like a cinematic. That's like that cool. whole sequence. That's really good. Um, that was super cool. There's, um, yeah, so so they made a bunch of changes like that with the armor. I do like those finishers because it's high risk, high reward. And when I'm playing regular games, like I'm pretty much always going to go for those things, even though it's a bad idea. Sure. Um, it just feels real cool. Yeah. Uh, so, brand new map. Yes. Brand new map. I've seen some video of it. It looks fucking cool. It's super cool. There's, There's a, a train. The train yes. is one of the, the best features. Fuck? So let's uh, let's talk about um, the train. Please. The loot boxes. So the, the train. All aboard this hype train. Oh yeah, baby. Choo-choo. The train <laughs> is like the old dropship where it always has very good stuff on okay. it. It always has purple armor. It always has like six Phoenix kits. Fuck, okay. Which, you know, fully heal everything you've got. Uh... So that's pretty cool, but it's it's risky when you land on it because boy, you're just there's nowhere to hide. Uh, that well, unless you're well, there, kind of. You, if you're taking there's a curve, some tactics if you're to taking it. a curve, you can hide. Yeah, there are tactics to it, uh, but you jump on this thing. It runs on a track around the map, you know, all the time, and you can know exactly where it's going to go. It'll stop at these certain spots, no matter what. Uh, but if you're on the train, you can run to the front of it and hit a button, and it'll stop before it gets to its next destination. Um, the nice thing about that is it's always a hot drop. Like, you're always going to get good loot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, since it has a specific path, you can, like, plan ahead. Either when you're dropping at the beginning of the map, uh, you can be like, oh, we're going to drop at this depot and loot there, and then the train's going to show up. Or you say, we're going to land on the train and then show up, you know, at the next stop, ready to go. So does the train, like, automatically move, or can you drive the train? Uh, you can only stop it manually. Okay. Otherwise, it starts and stops on its own. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, but it's a it's very fast, so it's it can be a, a cool way to get around the map. Um, <laughs> on Saturday, we had the circle come down to this area where there was nowhere to hide. There was there were tracks in the middle. It's the only time I've seen the circle stop in this area. There were tracks in the middle, a couple spots on either side, and we had me and my one buddy, so just two of us, and an unknown number of enemies in the last remaining squad. And we're sitting here planning this out. Uh, and we're like, there's we don't know what to do. If we step out of here, we're going to get lit up. We don't know what we're looking at. And I hear the train start up, and I'm like, oh, dude! And so the train comes through, right through the middle, and we're like, all right, we gotta move! <laughs> so, the, you know, straight out of a movie, this the train comes through oh, here. that's really good. And and uh, I jump onto it. Well, lo and behold, I had been hiding behind this fence, like, talking our plan out, just like, you know, what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. The whole time, the enemy was, like, one foot away from me on the other side of the fence, just crouched, hidden. Like, she was totally oh, wow. visible from everywhere in the whole map, except for right where I was. <laughs> so as soon as I ran out, I jumped on the train, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> and so I go down, and my buddy comes over, gets them, and, and she was the only one left, so we ended up winning that. But uh, the train makes for these super cool, like, action movie moments. There are moments where, uh, whether you're alive or you're downed, you'll just in a split second you're like we gotta bail we gotta bail right now 
and sometimes you can get off quick enough that uh, the train's moving so fast that even if the other team wants to get off, they're um, they're way far yeah. away now. Or uh, the track is elevated, so you can actually jump straight off uh, this cliff. But it makes for all these super cool moments. Thomas, uh, I, I'll let's let's play Apex soon. God <laughs> fucking damn it! That we, sounds cool as had, hell. We had a movie it's, moment last night. God damn it! Playing our game, so we're dueling it out with this team. And we we beat them near the uh, one of the train stations over there by where the multi level towers are. Uh, they're the round towers where you can uh, go inside. Yeah. Okay. So we're in that train station. We battle out this team. We come out ahead. We get revived. We're you know going through loot boxes, and then we start getting third partied. And we're like, so we're running, running, and basically there's this big hangar where the train comes in. So we're inside the hangar. They're outside. We're shooting, going back and forth, and. Uh, it was just like one of those chop Saki movies where this guy's shooting at me and I'm shooting at him. I keep ducking back and he's ducking back and it couldn't have been more perfect. He runs out to come after me and of course, you know, if I was a gentleman, I'd have been like, hey, watch out for the train. <laughs> but he's looking at me and the train hits him. Done. Dead. Because in the Great. game, the train is unforgiving. Yeah. Of course. I, I would say Kill. most trains in everywhere are. Most. Thomas the Tank Engine was yeah, pretty no, nice. He's, he's yeah, pretty yeah. all right. He's, he's, he's Arguably pretty cool. the most forgiving he's chill, of all He's chill the, as fuck. Uh, Thomas the, the Tank Engine is chill as fuck. But See, that's our episode you've got, title. You've got, that tra- <laughs> you've got the train. Uh, you've got the replacement for loot ticks, where you have these cargo bots mm-hmm. that float around, and they carry uh, a little ball that changes color. It's either blue uh, gold or purple, and you of they're, course it, it'll change and it'll be gold for just a tiny second. They're gonna nerf that because I think that gold it's still gold for too long. I cool. agree because I'm nailing the cool. gold every time. Agreed. Right now I'm nailing it every time. I'm like this is easy because all you, you it's the same pattern and you just wait for the gold. Just fire right. You only got to hit it once. You don't have to like continuously well, nail it. I can go either way because definitely it's very once you get the hang of it, it's very easy to get the gold. Fox, and mm. you're not always guaranteed to get a gold thing out of it. Right. But it seems to me that it the algorithm of what pops out is based off of who shot it. Because there are times where I shoot that thing and it gives me the best things the for exact things exact, you wanted. exactly yeah, that's what I always, needed. Yeah. That's great. That's so it's really very good. satisfying. So when you see those, uh, they move around in a very wide arc. So mm-hmm. like I've chased after one for a long time and just had to give up because it was moving too fast. But there's a give for it, so it's not always just positive because again, shooting at it gives away your position. Sure. Mm-hmm. So do you want the reward bad enough? Do you mm-hmm. want you know because there's no. So gun- I chased one of the bots. So one time I had to let it go, but another time I chased it way far away from my team. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just getting this bot. And the moment I shot it, I realized I had made a mistake. Yeah. And immediately there was a team like two feet away from me that if I had just uh, if I'd taken awesome. one second to look around, I would have seen awesome. him. But I didn't. Yeah, I play with my uh, my youngest boy. Uh, he plays on our team sometimes. And he's a very much, he's always played by himself. You know, he'll play on his teams, but he's always done his own thing. And I, um, I've slowly gotten him to play as a, better as a team because when we, when Apex first came out and he said, hey, can I play with you guys? Sure, come on, jump on, you know, because we always wanted a third. We didn't want a random. Mm-hmm. And so we jump, we're looting up, looting up, and all of a sudden we look up, and Sai's half the map away. We're like, <laughs> what happened? Sai, where are you going? <laughs> if, if you get attacked or we get attacked, we ain't saving each other. We're dead. Right. But, no, I... Oh, I tell you what, when when you have a teammate die on the train and their beacon gets, like, 
It's long gone. You see that? Like, <laughs> oh, you yeah. see the thing? You're just like, well, just like, well, we'll they're sucked. Yeah, we'll uh, see you in twenty just minutes. Just go ahead and quit. We'll be back later. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, so, so they have the new map. You have the loot stuff. You have the train. It's a cool map with so, an icy part. Yeah, some geysers that you can redeploy off of. Which oh, you God redeploy. Damn, that cool. You don't redeploy as high as the ropes did. Mm-hmm. But you redeploy faster. Okay. All right. So you hit it, you're, you're shot up like a, like a rocket. And you're obscured while you do that. So yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, and then there's what? There's a, there's a controlled visor. Geyser. There's one that's... Because uh, the, ones, the ones I've seen so far are pretty much uh, sporadic. Uh-huh. I think there's one in the game, if I, if I read that, or if I watched that video right, there's one in the game that you can do something in the game to trigger it. I'm not sure. I'll have to reread on that. I'm not sure if that's yeah, 100%. That. Um, uh, so and the vaults. In, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about those. So there are two vaults, these locked doors that are hidden in these areas underground that you you can look inside them and they have all of the best the items. The best stuff ever. They have golden everything. Great. It's um, it's, it's like the, the Rocher of chocolates. Okay. All right. <laughs> and, all right. and there's a timer that says vault unlocks in and there's a counter that's uh, counting down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't added up when that's going to be. I it think it's in like it, two it months like, or something. Oh, yeah. so it's like a... It's a real time. Oh, okay. That's, that's persistent. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Kind of, I know I know. Fortnite's been doing a bunch of stuff only like that. Done. Yeah, well, I'm liking the way they're teasing this stuff because yeah. it's just drip feedy enough that it, you're like, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. really happy to see them kind of get a little bit and more of a hang just, on... And it's not just going to unlock either. Yeah. So you have to find one of those cargo bots and shoot it. And when you shoot it, it'll... Might give you the key. Oh, wait, wait. How do you know that? Okay, so they, they they released it. So it, the key will be in the cargo bots, but the cargo bots they'll they'll reduce randomly. But they they're not going to start dropping the keys until, until those the, doors until the time nah. runs out. So the thing is, is you could get a key, but you could also be on the other side of the map when you get Ooh, it. All right. Yeah. So now it's a do we hustle all the way across the sure. map to get. I mean, it's yellow, purple shields, all mm. kinds it's of... the best stuff. And so, I've only seen the one vault in the uh, cave. Under the train station? Yeah. yeah. That's only uh, seen so I forget far. where I saw the other one, but it's in a similar area. So, I've uh, I've also heard that they added the uh, my favorite gun, actually, from Titanfall 2, the charge rifle. Dude, the charge rifle! I okay. fucking love the charge rifle. I know it... I, I think it. Uh, somebody... I was watching it's a couple so of people... Strong play this on stream like how if you're like charging it up like the preliminary like targeting thing does damage it does yeah, it, it does, does like six that's damage really it's, interesting it's barely any it's enough to know that you're hitting the target okay great because like I, I pretty much just carried that thing around in titanfall 2 to fuck up titans because it's your good luck missing you know yeah, that's right that tick has two purposes oh that is that weapon isn't yeah, it yeah, i didn't realize rifle. that yeah okay yeah so the two purposes of that is so like basically if you damage somebody, even with the little tick, mm-hmm. it tells you you damage. You hear the noise, you damaged them. Mm-hmm. So now you can track your shot better. Mm-hmm. However, on the other side of it, that little tick does a tiny bit of damage, but whoever you just hit knows, oh shit, get down, get down, get down, get down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's it's gonna it's it's a great balanced weapon. I mean, I haven't played with it yet. I haven't used it. I'm not Joe, dude. Play okay. So uh, this thing just does an insane amount of damage. And uh, the- how long is the charge on that? Very fast. Yeah. When I was reading about okay. it, I was like, oh, you have to keep a beat on the target, and then a big blast will hit him. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like I have, like to, a I have to hold laser. it. laser, yeah. Yeah, where I thought, oh, it's only going to do the big explosion if I am aiming on sight the whole yeah. time. No, it, yeah. it's like, bing, bing, psh. Yeah, so that sounds pretty similar to, like, in Titanfall 2, I think there was a perk, or whatever they called it, that you could pick where... 
you essentially could just, like, semi-auto fire that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> which was awesome, but it did, like, less damage. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it sounds uh, like a kind dude, of middle ground between that, which is pretty they good. They need to nerf it. Okay. Seriously. They will. Uh, they, will. They, they probably they better. will. Yeah. I, it's, it's amazing and fun, but also, holy cowabunga, <laughs> dude. It, it's, it's crazy. You, you can put the digital threat scope on there, the four, oh, it- 410. Oh, and it, it, you, So you can get headshots easy on that thing because there's no weapon drop right so you and can there's no recoil yeah so you can be a bad sniper like me and you can mess people up so a headshot does 137 damage good lord that's a ton of damage good lord uh, so it's very strong that's um it barely very is strong is a fucking understatement piercer is what it needs yeah yeah <laughs> uh actually i wouldn't be surprised if they release a hop-up for it but mm-hmm. reduce the base Damage? Maybe they'll do, like, a similar thing where it's, like, you can just, like, fire, like, similar to that perk in Titanfall. Or a polarity where... Yeah, it would be cool if they... Yeah, where you can just, like, fire pop off it. shots, but they're, like, significantly weaker. Or but a they, pol- like, Yeah. Or something that makes the first initial shot equal to second shot. That would oh, be too God. much. I think that would be too much. <laughs> God. No, I'll tell you what's too much. Double tap on the EVA 8 with a purple bolt. Okay, so they released new hop-ups. They got yeah. rid of Skull Piercer, got rid of Disruptor. They released new hop-ups. There's one called the, the double, double tap. tap. So it works on the Scout and the EVA 8, which are two weapons. I am glad are getting some love. Uh, the EVA 8 was my favorite shotgun in Titanfall. It's, it's dope. It's good. It's good. So this time with the hop-up, you when you pull the trigger, it pop pop it fires shots at two one. shots. Fuck. Okay, so, all like, right. So now imagine the EVA 8 pumping Great. twice a year. Or the, the scout, uh, if you're far away, you can aim at someone's like waist, and you'll hit the first the shot, recoil and the will second will oh, hit their head. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, I got some like hemlock kills in Titanfall with stuff like that. Man, it's pretty it's good. It's good. It's a good uh, that's feeling. good. There's another one called the Anvil Receiver, which... Uh, there are two weapons that no one but me, it seems, ever uses the, the single fire for. It's the R301 which is like a longish range assault rifle mm-hmm. and the flatline, which is a hits very hard, has, you know, very easy, very difficult just to control. Like, yeah. Just like horizontal recoil. Doesn't it? Uh, I think I can't I think even that, remember. I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, they added this on so that if you use the hop up, you can single fire. It fires more slowly, but hits much harder. I lied. I, twice the ammo. I lied. I don't want to play Apex with you. I just want to play Titanfall again. <laughs> so, uh, if I had somebody to play with, I'd play Titanfall again. Hey, um, I'm only, only like level ten. Hey, but you know, I mean, hey, what are you doing later? Hey, what's up? Uh, so that stuff's cool. What What else is there? Um, uh, we're We're approaching an hour and a half on this show. All right, so. we'll end this. But uh, the, in the <laughs> in the notes, they were like, "Hey, we want to make this more like long range and skirmishy." Mm-hmm. So we added the sniper rifle. The map is more conducive. There's There's urban fighting. So there are these buildings. Nice, cool. Where you're in a city. Cool. Oh, okay, great, great. I I was in a city. It's like the new version of uh, Skulltown, which was on the old map. Rip Bone Zone. Rip the Bone bone Zone. zone. Uh, The Bone Zone was cool, but there just wasn't enough loot in it. Yeah, Um, that's fair. I just like calling it the Bone Zone. That's the only attachment I have to it. So that just tells me, we were talking about this the other day, that just tells me that when you get into a map, and you notice how with Apex, the major areas are named. Yeah. But then there's small areas that you like to go to that don't have names. So you start making names for them. Mm-hmm. So I guess the the one place that I always wanted to go to, I called the quiet place. Because I called that because nobody ever went there. Mm-hmm. And it was the one house between runoff next to uh, the pit and before. Yeah, I know. Okay, so about. other people called it the golden house. Because usually that area always had one golden item in it somewhere. Usually. Yeah. But uh, it's funny he said called it the bone zone. But because I guarantee you that everybody playing this game called certain areas by certain names mm-hmm. uh the one uh okay you know where uh repulsor was 
yes. And that little garage with the trucks underneath the uh, awning yeah. to the right, we called that the gas station. It checks out. I mean, it just you know, that's what it felt like. So we we would and we would plan our games like, all right, let's all go to the gas station, and we all knew what we were talking about. <laughs> that's great. Good. But there's one more thing about the new thing, new update that I think we should talk about, and that is the Halloween event coming up. Oh, I forgot about that. Is it spooky season? Fight or fright. All right. I'm so, interested. Tell me more. I believe there's going to be a rollout where I think they're going to do a zombie-esque. Not so much that you're fighting waves of zombies, mm-hmm. but I think everybody gets a Halloween skin where Great. all their characters Great. look like they're just Night of the Living Dead. Because they showed that one teaser of Wraith running at you, and she's all uh, like this, but she's coming at you full speed. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So right. I think there, that's an element. I think there's going to be more to it. So it's going to be another two-week event because they do these little two-week mm-hmm. events. And I think I, I'm I'm excited to play it because I want to see what else Halloween themed you can unlock. Man, because- dude, even if okay, we, we last week we talked about some battle royale stuff for a minute uh, and how I don't think that this genre is going anywhere anytime soon because I think there's still so much we could do. Totally. If, if in Apex they did zombies, but the zombies can only use their abilities and no weapons. Just think of all the stuff you could Good do there. God. Because you could zipline, be you could neat. portal, you could use your dome shield, well, mirages. Like- you say that, and I don't know if you remember, about a month ago there was a glitch. I don't know if you played. You were playing this, so, <laughs> and it was fantastic, and I hope they, they remember this and they implement it. So they did an update, and something with the game where everybody would populate the map, no weapons, anywhere on the map. You couldn't do anything. But you, really? couldn't do, you couldn't do anything. But, you couldn't do anything but melee. That was it, and your and your ability when it when it powered up. But there was no loot anywhere. It's nothing. It's so nobody got awesome. shields. Man, yeah. So then we started thinking because we I played a couple rounds like this and it was fun as hell because you just run around. That happened more than once. It happened. I mean, this glitch lasted for about two days. What? Yeah. Rad. Wow. And so, and it didn't affect everybody. You just you, if you happen to get in a game, next thing you know, you don't have any weapons. <laughs> right. But then we started strategizing. We're like, okay, I think you'd want to play as Octane, right? Well, you use up your life, but you do get your life back. So if you if you were able to hit somebody and then back off away until your life came back and then hit them again, you could outlive them in a punch fight. And then the others are, well, think of all the uh, uh, specials. What could you do? Who would be your best? Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody thinks Lifeline would be the best because you can self-heal. But in a, in a melee fight in Apex, you only get four shots. So if you if you, if you you take four direct punches, you're done. Mm-hmm. That's how, how much mm-hmm. your life lasts. So it was fun to debate because we're like, well, you could have Gibby's air, airstrike. That could pretty much... If you got, got no shields, I mean, Gibby's going to kill you. Technically, Lifelines is just a really slow airstrike. <laughs> You think about it. But it I won't mean, even, you drop it down, you open it up, and it's just like a glove. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had people that were completely useless. Like, okay, well, you've got. Uh, um, oh, who was I just thinking of? We were just talking about it. What, Round? No. Maybe? Not what? Mirage. Mirage would be my go to. I'd be like, ah, ah, ah. I'm glad. You that, just punched a Mirage. I'm so glad they fixed him. Me too. He's I'm, fun now. His his special his special ability is so fun now because he used to be just he would disappear, but you could still kind of see him like mm-hmm. a the telltale shimmer of, of the predator. But now you create him, you go completely invisible, and you don't even need to use this to get away from a firefight. This is a great tactic to sneak up on somebody. Great. So yeah. when you come around the right side of the rock, you go to that special ability. You walk around, and it lasts I think six or seven seconds, but you can deactivate it whenever you want it. Because you can't shoot while you're invisible. Mm-hmm. 
So you walk up behind him, deactivate it, and shoot him in the back of the head. They never knew you went back there. <laughs> it's when pretty Because when you're stealth, you're not making any noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you do. The do you? Only, yeah, the, that's the only way you can track a mirage is his footsteps. So if you do it in a, in a firefight, nobody's listening to your footsteps. Well, that's true. Because you walk yeah. right behind him and use that double tap, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a, really, there's a lot of stuff in there. I will say... Blue screen of death multiple times I've, at I've critical seen, moments. I've seen, a lot, I've seen a lot of people... Everybody keeps saying that. I haven't Dude, had it once. I've, I've seen a lot of people say that they, the, the crash issues are kind of Which PlayStation back. do you have? Uh, the Pro. So do I. Yeah. I, and I, I played... Oh, oh hey, I can test it I played out. On, uh, I, I played on PC this past weekend, which means uh, that's the first time I've played a PC shooter in about six years. I, it was fun. Uh, using that rig for something other than World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I played... I played it when I had my PC before. My PC was pretty much doing the entire load lifting of a uh, Plex. Uh, I played this goofy little because you know the game company GameLoft makes mobile games. Mm-hmm. So they also make games for like when the Windows Store. And I grabbed this little shooter game that was like four on four or something like that. Not so bad. It had a huge following of people playing online, and the maps were really symmetrical. So it was like you know you came. Whatever time you come in, I mean, you had the same, you know, cover and obstacles, more or less. But it was interesting that, you know, a game that was free, that was just on Windows Store, that, you know, looked like some goofy little game you put on your phone, Mm -hmm. turned out to be so good on a PC. Because at the time, I couldn't run anything that was graphic intensive because Mm -hmm. Plex was, you know, making my my PC sweat. All right. Cool. Cool. I'm I'm really (laughs) excited to see that they are... Still landing on their feet because I know the first couple of seasons had they like stumbled a little bit just because they've never done a live service game before. Like this is their first one. I'm I'm excited to see well, kind of that evolve a little bit more. What's funny and, is one of my friends who was upset and he now no longer wants to play. He refuses to play. He's like, oh, they, I'm not going to play him ever again. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I don't get what your anger is, but his point was is oh they just want money. I'm like, well, it's a free game. Also, like that's I mean, how they keep the game going. They don't yeah. they, they don't They're have a business. It. Like they you, have to make some money. Sure, like games cannot be just free and then like developers cannot still be expected to live or like be <laughs> I mean, comfortable. Right. And when Apex first came out, I couldn't stop saying enough that, you know, this is a free game that I would have happily paid $60 for. Totally. Same yeah. here. Same here. Yeah, as soon as it came out. I have barely played a whole lot of Apex, and, and it's ob- not because it's not a good game. It's just because there's other stuff that's more interesting. And obviously, me. I've spent more than $60 in this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, oh, I, think I spent there. like 30 bucks on it. Yeah. Uh, some I found out, uh, I completed the Season 2 Battle Pass, the first time as I've ever I. completed one of those. Uh, what I didn't realize was uh, throughout doing that, you get... A massive amount of currency shards and uh, gold. i'm pretty sure you pay for the battle pass by completing it yes. yeah i think fortnite did the, does the same thing so as well. you get enough gold to pay for the next battle pass if you want and that's exactly what i did and i, I had did. enough crafting material to buy uh a cool skin i wanted. i didn't because i don't play as often as my other friends do so they're le- they would only level up faster so i would i got the premium that puts you the first 25 levels in mm-hmm. and then every time i would get gold for 150 gold you can buy another level so every uh, time, Joe, they got you. Every time I got enough gold, I'm by level. I'm by level. So I made it to 110 by mid season, and then when I did, what's fun is if you're playing with friends, the bonuses for everybody compound. Yeah. So if I'm at level 110 and he's at level 110 and you're at level two, you're going to level up insanely fast because our bonuses are just feeding your XP. Hey, that's a good yeah, one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, let's group up online. 
Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Like honestly, yeah. Like I, I have. I'm. I should probably play something that's not Destiny. Let's be real here. Uh, but, right as I'm trying to play Destiny, look I mean, at this guy. Fuck it. Let's play Destiny. Like yes. Let's do please, both. please. Let's play Destiny. Uh, I, I'm re- down. Oh, it's so good. Let's all play right. some video games together. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh well. Thomas, do you have our hero of the week this week? I do. So our hero of the week, uh, I pulled this from a uh, Vice Games article. Uh, the title of the article is How a 14-Year-Old Designer Became Part of Apple's Splashy New Gaming Service. So uh, this article is about a 14-Year-Old London designer, Spruce Campbell is his name. It's a good name. It is a good name. Uh, he started... This This article's funny and worth a read. Um this kid is just motivated as all hell and created uh, an app that's now in the uh, new Apple Store service. Uh, what's, what's it called? Apple Arcade. Um, Apple Arcade. And he specifically wanted it to be released on uh, Apple Arcade, not just in the App Store. So this kid uh, designed an app when he was 12 that got national recognition. He won a bunch of uh, awards for it over in California, even though he is from London. And... Uh, that recognition recognition got him a, a shot at going to the conference that uh, basically became everything that we know of as Apple Arcade right now. Cool. Uh, so he went to this and he, the, like, I, again, I highly recommend reading this article because it really tells an endearing story. Um, but he taught himself how to code and design all from scratch since he was eight years old. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, he Lord. said, he said like it, his dad, one of his dad's friends is an app designer. And so he said, how do I design an app? And the guy gave him multiple 600 page. Awesome. Coding books. Great. And the kid was Excellent. like, I'm eight years old. I can't <laughs> do this. Um, but it inspired him to continue working at this. Uh, so by age 12, he created, uh, the, the game, I think it's called Cy- Cyberpunk uh, PNK. So Cyber PNK. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a bunch of attention. You can download that game uh, and play it right now. Um, but it won him a chance at going to this conference. And at the conference, like straight up during the day, he would go and be involved in all of these proceedings and announcements and all this stuff. And then he'd go home, go you know, to his hotel room, and he'd code and code and code and code. And he had a bunch of the game uh, done that he was working on but he wasn't ready to show it like he wasn't confident in it so he ends up working on this thing at night at the conference and then on the last day um they were going to shut down this this specific um not a panel but effectively a panel Mm -hmm. they're going to shut this event down early because there was nobody left to talk to and the kid comes up and he says hey you know (laughs) i'm like this is straight out of a, a disney movie i imagine he's like grabbing the the coat yeah. of some big, like huge adult. And he's like, Hey, uh, what about me? And, uh, they got him up there and he gave a 10 minute presentation on this game that he basically just refinished. And they liked it so much that, that they immediately approved it and put him up on the Apple store. That's really cool. Awesome. It's super cool. Um, go read that story. Um, where's it at? Uh, vice games. Um, I'll if, make sure to add that to the show notes. Yeah. If you look up 14 year old designer, uh, Apple arcade, you'll cool. find it. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, fourteen-year-old's Bruce Campbell. Awesome, awesome. No relation to Bruce Campbell. Um, Maybe. that remains to be yeah. seen. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> uh, hey, Joe, thank you for coming by. My pleasure. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything that you want to plug or shout out while you're on the air here? Mm, buy Samsung. 
Okay. Just buy lots of it. <laughs> Great. Cool. I, I work for Samsung. <laughs> buy lots of it. Keep, okay. Keep, you know what? They're, they're an up-and-coming company. Yeah, this little indie startup, <laughs> they, Samsung. Uh, they're hoping to make it big someday. <laughs> Man, like a Spruce Campbell of their own. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Shout out to Thomas's cat again. Yeah, Katie. Showing up at the end of the episode because everything is cyclical. <laughs> Uh, well, that's going to do it for the show this week. Thank you, everyone, for stopping by. Uh, if you like what you heard, <laughs> consider kicking us a buck or 12 at patreon.com slash heroes podcasts. That'll help the show and network grow to do even cooler stuff. Yeah, I talk about money and the cat shuts up. Uh, <laughs> if you can't contribute financially, that's okay, too. Share the, Oh, my God. Uh, share the show with a friend or rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. This is hilarious, this is honestly. <laughs> yeah, I've got to put the cat back in the back. I'll be right. Oh, God. Uh, she did it with an accent. If you have any questions or ideas for topics to cover, hit us up on Twitter at Game Heroes Pod, and your submissions could make the show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Camdy Man. Uh, Thomas is at Tegan Not Sarah One. If you're in the Kansas City area, or even just passing through, be sure to check out G- at GG underscore Kansas underscore City on Twitter or GGKC on Facebook. We've got links to different gaming communities and events in the area, and they would love to have you be a part of them. Thank you for tuning in, everyone, and I hope you have a great rest of your day and a better tomorrow. Later. Yeah.